FC13 podcast is sponsored by Bet99. It's a great day for another 2-4 of football, my ball boys and ball girls. This time, we're going on a way trip. Grab your passports, we're heading to Toronto Airport, hopefully the wait's not too long, and we're jetting off to England to preview the Premier League season upcoming. And welcome back. So, for those who are, um, you've just found a Premier League podcast and you're wondering what we're about, we are a Canadian soccer podcast. I'm going to try and say the Port Football actually during this because we'll talk about the Premier League. So, we're a Canadian football podcast. But, you know, we like to have a little fun here. Another 2 4 is um, a segment we do where we like change it up. We'll do interviews, we'll do specials. And we're using it as our vehicle to talk about a league that we all know and love, especially my podcast host here, my Arsenal-supporting friend, Andre. That I am here. And my Sunderland-supporting friend, Michael. Just because we're not on the pram doesn't mean we don't enjoy it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I I personally don't have a favourite English team. There's just teams I dislike more than others. So I thought I'd, I'd say that to make you two look like you're more qualified than I am here, despite the fact I'm born not that too far away from England. <laughs> So, Closest to us, furthest in his heart. <laughs> exactly. Being Scottish and all that. So um, a lot of people in Canada, like, you know, they're probably just getting into the sport because of how well they've done the World Cup and that lately. So this might be the first time they're exposed themselves to the Premier League. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with the Premier League, just a quick recap of what happened, you know, 100 words or less sort of thing. Like, <laughs> who did well last year? Who are we saying goodbye to? Did any did any owners get indicted for wars happening in European countries? Jesus. We'll give you two guesses. Norway. <laughs> uh, you want a recap of last year? Manchester City won. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Norwich went down. Surprise, surprise. Um, I mean, I think the biggest one one of my biggest stories from last season is Everton because holy shit, I don't think anyone saw Everton playing that bad. So other than that. I don't think there's a huge story from last year because, oh, sorry, Liverpool lost less than Man City, won two trophies instead of one, and went to a European final. But they are not considered the best in England. So. No, because they also lost. So, yeah. I mean, they basically won the congratulations, you know, clap on the back trophies. Now, really to do a full recap, Burnley, Watford, Norwich, they went down. So we had we had a fairly big loss there. Man City or Liverpool, there was a difference of only one point to winning. So that's a pretty big and contentious thing. It was 93, 92 points, which is pretty scarce. Then there was a massive mm-hmm. gap to Chelsea, Tottenham, that of three points. Arsenal lost out on a fourth position last minute for a loss against Tottenham, which ironically is what did it. Man, you are also in the Europa League, and West Ham snuck in to the Europa Conference. That's amazing. That's the exact same notes that I had written down because we don't need to talk about the other things. But <laughs> and speaking of things we, like we want to talk about, so what are we looking forward to in the Premier League next year? Me personally, I want to see how Spurs do like a full season under Antonio Conte. We've seen the work he's done with Chelsea when he's had a full season, a full like um, preseason. We've seen what he's done with Inter Milan, like wrestling the title back from Juventus. They've signed quite a few players. They've managed to keep Harry Kane again somehow. Son was in great form last year. I still think the title is going to be a duopoly between Man City and Liverpool, but they're a team I'm looking forward to. Any other storylines we're looking forward to, guys? I think we have to look at Newcastle. 
and that mm. coming from a son in mouth makes me want to wash my mouth out of soap. <laughs> I've been a very bad boy, but uh, <laughs> but I think uh, Newcastle is going to be one to watch. I mean, they have new owners, and it's no it's no news to anyone that they are now the I believe the richest club in the world with their owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they've done a lot of transfers, and I think they've done some decent ones. So it's exciting to see if you're. Fuck this! Exciting! Holy shit! My dad's gonna punch me in the mouth. Um, <laughs> Michael's cancel podcast. He's just from oh his my family. God. Next, next time I see, you guys see me, I'm gonna be talking with a fat lip. Uh, my brother's gonna <laughs> kick my ass too. But I think Newcastle is gonna play in a very interesting season. Um, th- and the big question is, did they put the money where the mouth is, and will they perform to that level? What I want to know from myself is, top's gonna stay the same. Man, you Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, man, blah, blah, blah. But where's the middle going to go? There have been a lot of transfers out. There have been a lot of huff and puff. Leeds had people taken from the Crystal Palace. Like, it's just been a lot of, like, plucking. So, for me, the most exciting thing is is I want to see, because coming up was garbage. Fallen Bordsmith, Hutterfield. If you've, if you've even no, remotely been, like, which, which I was getting on. But if you've even remotely been interested in footy and the Premier League at all in the past five years, Fulham, Bournemouth, Huddersfield have been in your mouth a bunch of times. But you're like, what no are this year? Like, what happened? Like, it's because they come up and they go down. Then they come up and go down. They roller coaster. They're my yo-yo clubs. But Nottingham Forest, on the other hand, will be exciting. Just kind of how they're going to at least push in the midfield. Uh, I feel terrible now because I feel like you're building up a good point and uh, me and Michael kind of steamrolled that. But yeah, it's really exciting to see Nottingham Forest in there. Like, I grew up with like with my dad telling me about like the great Nottingham Forest side of the late 70s, 80s with Brian Clough in charge. They had players like Martin O'Neill, John Robertson, Stuart Pearce. They had a great side. And um, for, for my entire life, like, I was born in 1996. Forest got relegated in 1999. So effectively, my whole life, I've never seen them in the Premier League despite them being one of the most iconic teams in England. They've even been in League One at times. So this is gonna I'm really excited to see them play at that level because you're right, like I don't want to disrespect teams like Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Hull. But it's fun to see them up, but when they keep coming up and down, it gets a little bit annoying because the freshness that comes with them promotion is what you want to see. I like seeing teams that you don't see all that often get promoted. So it's fresh, it's refreshing in that place. Plus, there's three teams that can get promoted. So, like, I'm not asking for three random teams every year, but like one would be nice, which is what we have this time. So that's exciting for sure. I don't think you're giving them uh, enough respect for Bournemouth. You keep calling them an up and down team. They came up once, spent five years in the Prem, went down, spent two, three seasons here, there, and now they're back up again. I mean, I I, I barely call Bournemouth an up and down team. If they go down this year. Sure, I'll give them that. But I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth deserves more respect than being called an up-and-down team. Fulham are so up-and-down, though, that they have enough up-and-down for all three teams that go promoted. Oh, Fulham definitely, yeah. I mean... <laughs> there should there should be a league just for Fulham and Norwich. Their own separate playoff. <laughs> they just... It, there should be. When you go... When you do kind of go up-and-down like that, it, there should be. Yes, Bournemouth had their little stretch, but where were they almost consistently... Like battling to stay up, and it's just—I mean, no, not really. Go look at their seasons. They only had one or two years where they battled. Other than that, they were mid-table teams. At one year, they finished like seventh or eighth. They finished the highest in the past like six years, ninth. 
and they were like five the points league. away from a relegation battle. So yeah, but, not, yeah, but that's ninth. That's at the top half of the table. But it was five points. They all had Doesn't five matter. points. Doesn't fucking matter. It does matter. That's a game. You're the top or two. half of the table. You can't say they're an up and down team every or fighting for relegation every year, and when they're a mid table team, at least a couple of those years. They had 46 points, 10th had 45, 45, 44, 44, 41, 41, 40, 40. You have two bad games. You're in 19th. You're in 19th. I am in 19th. So if you guys want to talk about where you think Bournemouth are going to finish this year, then boy, oh boy, I've got the segment for you because (laughs) the meat and potatoes, the crux of this podcast is us doing like sort of predictions that are going to age horribly. And of course, in true (laughs) podcast fashion, we'll come back to them in May and we can have a laugh about how wrong we were, you know, when Michael says Aston Villa are going to win the Premier League or something. Or on <laughs> You heard it here, folks. So, Michael says. Well, kind of, Michael Burner account says <laughs> that Aston Villa is going to win the Premier League. I got a clickbait title. We're gonna we're gonna do this in segments. So we're gonna first go over like we're gonna work from the bottom to the top. We're gonna talk about who thinks gonna get relegated, who he thinks gonna finish in the European places from seventh to third, and then the title fight. So for me, when it comes to relegation. There's a couple of teams I've got rubber stamped on. Like, if you get relegated, I'm not surprised. The first one for me is Brentford, unfortunately. They, they had a really shaky part in the middle of last season. And the reason they were able to stabilise things, amongst other things, was they managed to get Christian Eriksen, who miraculously recovered from his, um, from his condition that happened to him in the Euros and helped um, get them over the line. He's gone on to Manchester United. And a lot of times, teams have second season syndrome. You look at Reading, relegated second season. Hull, relegated second season. Sheffield United, relegated second season. So I wouldn't be surprised. Another team I have is Leeds. They've lost Rafinha, who almost single-handedly kept them up towards the end of last season. And they also lost Calvin Phillips, like local boy from Leeds. Big part of why England got to the Euro finals. Interestingly, though, like from a CONCACAF point of view, they brought in Aronson and Adams from the US, so it'll be exciting to see them. Bournemouth would kind of been over. Fulham would been over and Everton as well. I don't trust Frank Lampard as a manager yet. They've sold Richarlison and they have kind of been a basket case of a club ever since um, they had that season under Martinez where they finished fifth. They've kind of become like the new Sunderland, I feel like, in the Premier League. Sorry, Michael. I wish... So, do you guys have any disagreements? Do you think there's any other teams to add to that list or anyone we should take out of that list of um, potential teams? Actually, yeah, I do. I don't think Everton's going to be that bad again. I think Everton will be... Um, I'm not saying they're going to make a big jump up the table, but I think they'll be around maybe 12, 13. They'll be, they'll yeah. be fine. Like you, I have Leeds being relegated. I have Fulham and I have Forrest. I have Forrest going back down as well, unfortunately. But other than... Because I do want to see Forrest stay up. So, mm-hmm. other than that, I think we're pretty much at the same ballpark. Um, I don't think Bournemouth is going to be relegated. I think they'll be in the fight. I will say they will probably be in the fight, but I don't see them going down. For the most part, like, that was pretty conclusive. I do have to say Leeds, yeah. I think we're all pretty conducive. I think that's just... They're going to they're gonna be scrappy, but they're, like, just last day. I personally think Everton, I think they're going to go down. I think there's just going to be a mid-season implosion. And it's, and it's just... Someone's going to get fired or there's going to be a shake up mm-hmm. and they think it's going to help, but it's going to make it worse kind of thing. And and like and honestly, I could see them maybe mid table ish and then just mid season total blow up and then just a constant decline because that's kind of as soon as they had a shake up, 
that's what happened. Like they they don't seem to handle the shakeups well. But for going right back down again, I despite the fact that Fulham had the most fucked up championship season I've ever seen, I genuinely think they're just gonna bottom right out again. I think one thing to keep in mind is when it's tough to talk about relegation is if these teams are in relegation battles, it's almost certain that managers are gonna get sacked and replaced. So it may can come down to who blinks first if there's a manager on the market, you know. If someone wants to open up the old reliable and bring out Sam Allardyce or Tony Pulis to try and steady the ship, like the team who like blinks first, like the Jesse the Leeds panic with Jesse Marsh and try and bring in a more traditional old school English manager to Everton, they probably have the most resources to get themselves out of this a situation like that where they like just throw everything at it in January to keep themselves safe. It's kind of hard to say, but um, I think my prediction is going to be. I don't want to say Brentford, but I think Brentford, for me, are going to get relegated. I think Leeds will go down. And for the chaos, I want to say Everton. But like I think, like I said, I can see them being in trouble and being able to get themselves out of it purely by their size. So I think Bournemouth will be my third team that um, that will get relegated. We'll have to see how that goes. And let, let's move on to something happier, you know? Let's let's see who gets to just miss out in Champions League. Let's talk about something happier. Let's talk about the teams from 7th to 3rd. I picked that because 7th is um, Europa Conference League. 3rd is, you know... I mean, you could be in the title fight, but we're just going to reserve that for our 1st and 2nd right now. That's a conversation we can get to when we get there. And the teams I had around that bracket, I had West Ham, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea... Newcastle and Spurs, so that's one, two, three, six teams. Not enough places there, so someone's going to miss out on European spots. Newcastle are the total wild card there, like, compared to the other teams. They've not made a big marquee signing yet. They've made kind of more sensible signings. They've signed Nick Pope as a to be in goal. That could be good for them. They've also got Chris Wood. they signed from Burnley. That's kind of, like, not much too bigger than that. I think like they probably will make a marquee sign between now and the start of the season. Quick disclaimer, this is coming out like just before the season starts. The transfer window's still open. But um, yeah, you, who, out of that list there, where do you guys think those teams are going to finish? I think uh, you're pretty on spot. Um, I do have Newcastle a little bit lower, though. So he's at third to seventh, right? So specifically third, I have Chelsea. Fourth, um, surprisingly to you guys probably, I have Liverpool. Fifth, Arsenal. Sixth, West Ham. And seventh, Man U. On the outside, I have Newcastle, Wolves, and Leicester all in that battle. So I think I think you're pretty much on this spot there, honestly, for me. Uh, yeah, like like you said, some of these teams just they're good teams, right? Obviously, they're not gonna mm-hmm. like they're they're gonna be in the battle. Just where do they finish? I think is where the argument comes into is specifically where. Yeah, but hold off in Liverpool talk right now because I had them for like the next section. But um, yeah, Andre, um, how are you thinking? Because this is, I feel like, the real dogfight part of the Premier League this season. That place right there is always, it's, it's always a crapshoot. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's Every- scrappy right till the end. Uh-huh. You know, fourth to fifth, you want to win it. But that's that's not always possible. But fourth to fifth is the difference of a huge paycheck. You can make, make yep. or break people staying in. So... Honestly, from from a third's perspective, and this is the thing. So third to fourth, and I'm going to be a little controversial. Liverpool have lost people and haven't made a lot of thing of signings, and they're due for a bad run. So uh, on on third, I'm going to go top sort of down. Third and fourth, I'm in toss-up between Arsenal and Liverpool. And this may sound just I'm a little bit biased, but because Arsenal have actually been buying and producing well and being willing to adapt – 
I don't know who's going to be where. Like, I could easily see Liverpool being nine points ahead of Arsenal, but I could easily see Liverpool flopping and slipping up. But when it comes to it, like, Man U, fifth, they're not doing anything. They're just not doing anything. Tottenham, again, they're, they're look like slowly, just barely kind of getting by. Like, they're, they're from fourth to second last year was 20 points. So they're again on the same portion. They're kind of going down. They're not making any moves. So I'd see them in sixth and Leicester in seventh. I just think that Leicester is that with that reliable team, you can always see that even if they don't have a lot, they can still produce. I think this is going to be Brendan Rogers last season at Leicester. I don't think he survives a season. I think I've heard murmurs of Casper Schmeichel's having to even get sold. I've heard rumors about James Madison. And again, these can age poorly, but I didn't even have this conversation. Madison's been rumored for at least since the beginning of last season. Um, Leicester, I think they're due for a bounce back. They had a little bit of an off year, if you ask me, last year. So I think Leicester will bounce back in a in a bit. Like I, I don't think they'll be back in Europe, but I think they'll have a bit of a better season in their play. Maybe not standings, but I think they'll look better. I think Arsenal are a very intriguing team. Like they've uh, made some high profile signings. They got um, Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko from Man City. I think they'll be very very serviceable players for Arsenal. They lost Lacazette, but Gabriel Gabriel Jesus has shown he does have what it takes to score. He didn't always start at Man City, but he is productive. And having been at Man City, Mikel Arteta came from Man City. They both can have very similar footballing philosophies, having worked under Pep Guardiola. And I always feel like Arsenal last year, there's just a couple of pieces missing. They have a re- they have a good team there, like. Kieran Tierney is my favourite like footballer on the planet, and I will die for that man. And um, <laughs> he he plays he plays for Arsenal. I feel like after, they made a terrible start last year. You have to remember they made a terrible start. Um, what's that show on Amazon called? Like all or nothing. All they could not yeah. pick a better start to their season when it came to Arsenal. Very true. I think I think Arsenal are going to make the top four, which might sound crazy. I might sound like one of those Arsenal fan TV guys, but I just really like the signings they've made. And I would say that my ranking is going to be I have Spurs for just because I'm a real big Antonio Conte fan. And I think as long as they have Kane and Song fit alongside the signings they've made this year, they're signed Basuma, Richarlson, Jed Spence and Perisic. I think they've added well to their squad so I can see them finishing third. Then I have Arsenal. Then I have Chelsea. Um, a bit, I can't say that with gritted teeth because I like the Sterling signing. I think he's a great player to have. Having Lukaku's gone is going to be a clear the headache but obviously last season was a bit of a nightmare for them of what happened with their ownership like Abramovich getting um, sanctioned clear new beginning but um, I think Tuchel this is going to be his last season as well so I think they're going to finish fifth I have Man United finishing a distant sixth I'm not really big on Man United at all I think think Ronaldo being at the team still is the worst thing possible for them and then I've got West Ham but like not in any shame for West Ham I think that's a good team there it's just really difficult to get into that next bracket. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the last sponsor there. Um, I think Chelsea does a little bit better, though. I think Arsenal, uh, one spot lower, and Man U swip, uh, switched with West Ham, I think. But, I mean, those could all be like one-point differences. You know, it's I don't think either one of us is going to be too crazy to say the other one is wrong. Yeah, I think it's going to be very tight either way. And mm-hmm. speaking of tight... Last season was one of the tightest Premier League races in history. Like, and it was as if both teams wanted to give it away on the last day. Manchester City were 2-0 down. 
Liverpool just couldn't score against Wolves. It was the best like last day we've had since the Aguero twenty twelve one, which can't be topped. So there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. And so these two teams have kind of been had a duopoly in England for quite a while now. You know, Man City will win the league. Liverpool will go with the Champions League or win a cup competition somewhere. Liverpool will win the league, have won the league once. The times they haven't won the league, it's been like a coin flip in terms of who could have won. It's been very close. I know Man City have won most of the leagues, but the head-to-head's pretty close. You've seen Liverpool win the Community Shield. So I'm interested to see, Michael, in particular, why you aren't so high on Liverpool this year. <laughs> um, I just, I think losing Mane is a big player. And I don't, I, me personally, I don't think they've brought in enough to replace what they've lost. I, I, you look at last season, obviously they had a great year. They came down to the last day of the season. They could have walked away with the league, but they didn't. And I and you have aging players like you have Henderson who's getting up there in age now. You have Milner getting up there in age. I still think they have the best center back in the world in Van Dyke. I think they have probably debatable the best player in the world in Salah. Um, I don't think he is, but I think you can put him in the conversation. But when you come when you come away from the core, I think there's teams that have done better in the off season that could come around Liverpool and surprise them. And who knows? I who knows? Liverpool could surprise everyone. Or surprise me, I guess. Maybe not everyone agrees <laughs> with me. I think most people will disagree with me to have Liverpool drop down to fourth this season. Uh, I just I just like what Tottenham's done. And I like what Chelsea's done, in a sense. Um, I think... Now, I know you have the conversation is who's your final two or who's your top two? And who's going to be challenging each other for the title? I don't think it's going to be a challenge. I think Man City's going to run away with this and they're going to run away with it early. And I think they're going to have 20, 30 points on whoever second is. But second to me is Tottenham. I love their offseason moves. I can't wait to see Tottenham at play. Classic Tottenham, as Andre will probably agree with me here. I'm sure they're going to shit the bed somewhere and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's a Tottenham way. It's, it's yeah. the Tottenham way, but going into the season, they're, they're coming second. I And you look at the season Son just had, and he was snubbed, all right? He didn't even get team of the fucking year. And he went to Golden Boots. <laughs> Without scoring any pens, <laughs> but he's not team of the fucking season. Mental. Son is there to prove shit. Kane is there to prove shit. You bring in uh, Rich uh, Richardson. I I just can't see Tottenham not at least coming in the top three. My hardest part with that is Man City's going to run away with it. They're going to run away with it. They're that's just going to be the case. How much they run away with it, we don't know. I think Chelsea based on just money like they they clearly skirt around the rules and i think they're going to sneak in second i don't know how they're going to do but i generally think they do my problem with tottenham being there is i'm waiting for that that secondary implosion sun and kane are gonna fucking leave and they're gonna leave in the most spectacularly horrific way in my opinion like they're 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 gonna be just sick of something and i don't think their manager shuffles between so many different people, I think is what's going to really backfire on on them and Conte. Because Conte is going to want it his way, but they kind of do their own things. And with this World Cup, I think that's going to push them to think of other things. Because I bet you Kane is going to do great internationally. I bet you Son is going to do great internationally. And I bet you any money, people are going to be knocking at their door come January to take them from Tottenham, and Tottenham is just going to plummet. 
Yeah, but if you're in the if you're in a fucking title race, which assuming they are second by January, you're not selling those players, right? Like you're saying no and come back to me in a couple months. But that's that's on Tottenham becoming second. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. But in the sense of them being second, that's a title race, though. Well, maybe, but unless Man City's 15 points away. Well, you guys think they are going to run away with it. So, yeah, but, yeah, but I still don't think you sell your two best players yeah, if you're second in the league. Remember, when, when they're looking at it and they're looking at their, their money boost where they guaranteed to win a trophy at all, they haven't lifted anything. Trophies matter. Like, you may think of it, but they're probably sick of not lifting anything. Like, yeah, but they'll be, they're, they'll be at Europe next year. They'll have have eight cups. They'll have those chances of other trophies. Say, say City is 15 points ahead of them. They'll be like, sure, okay, let's hold second and look at other trophies. That's that's the comes the liberty of a team running away. So here comes here comes the hot take. I hope you guys are ready. Hope you got some ice packs. Hope you got some AC on because here comes the hot take. I don't have Man City winning the league. All right, get it. Let me tell you why. They, they struggled last year at times without Aguero. Like, they didn't have a striker last year. And they were able to, like, supplement their goals for, like, great attacking players, uh, such like Sterling, Jesus, Grealish was able to, like, ass- like assist as well. Grealish did but fuck this off. Year, Don't even go there. This, this year, this year, they've lost Sterling. Uh, I think that's very underrated loss. Like, how, he scored a lot of goals. Arguably one of the best players in Premier League history. He's only, he's turned 28 this year. He's effectively going into his prime years and they've let him go. And they've let Gabriel Jesus go as well, who's also a striker. What if Haaland gets injured? Everybody, everybody seems to immediately assume that Haaland's going to come into the league and score about 35 goals and like bang City into winning the league by December. When was the last time one player came into the Premier League and completely tore it apart and single-handedly won a team a league? Never. Exactly. The closest thing I can think of was Van Persie, but he was already in the Premier League. He's still... I, and, like, typically when Guardiola signs players, they don't just go in straight away. There's a bit of an embedding period. And I don't think Liverpool are as weak as people think they are. They're, they've evolved up front three. You look that they've got Diaz now. They've got Jota. They signed Darwin Nunes this summer. They've rejuvenated that front three. They've not replaced it. They've evolved it. I know what you're saying about Henderson getting old, which is a concern, but he already doesn't play all the games. They play other players in those midfields and they've constantly like changed that as well. Like when Aldum isn't there anymore, he used to be a, a key part of a key part of that. Now they've got players like Thiago in there. I I'm thinking Liverpool are gonna win the league and Man City are gonna finish second. Now that's what I want to see happen. Quickly to wrap this up, what do we want to see happen? It could be as crazy as you want it to be. Um, what do I want to see happen? Newcastle got relegated. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, I should have known that was coming. Um, even though I think City's going to run away with it, I don't want them to. I would prefer to see Liverpool win it or even Tottenham. I, but I, I just... <laughs> honestly, anyone but City, I'd be okay with. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's, it's been a while since even fucking Man U or Chelsea's won it, really. But, I mean, Newcastle go down. Liverpool win the league. I'll be happy. Tottenham. Go down. Don't ever come back. Stay there. Arsenal win. That's just my biased opinion. But I wouldn't mind seeing, like, what I would want to see is someone new. Not Chelsea, not Man U, not Liverpool, not Man City win the league. Just I, another Leicester. I, mine's just much more simpler. I, and this is what I want to see happen every year. I want to see a goalkeeper score a goal. 
<laughs> it's not all that uncommon in the Premier League. Like a lot of time, keepers have just literally goal kicked a goal. We had Allison score ahead. A Brad Friedel scored before from a, like a corner. So I want to see a goalkeeper score a goal. I always want to see okay. that. There's nothing better than a goalkeeper scoring. I changed my answer. I want to see another fan randomly do a helicopter with his penis on the sidelines, just <laughs> randomly. Being, guys, we're this being is selfish. the spirit I wanted it to be in. <laughs> we're, we're being selfish. We need somebody to streak. We need somebody to tie himself to the goalpost again. Most importantly, we need Richie R- Larea get regular minutes for Forrest. Yeah. That's of course we do, because remember, if, if you're listening to this standpoint. as a Premier League pre- preview, and if you're listening to this as a preview podcast for the Premier League, keep in mind that we are FC13, a Canadian soccer podcast. That's our MO. So if you like what you heard here and you want to stick around, what we usually talk about on a weekly basis is CPL, MLS, League One Canada. We talk about news that happens in Canadian soccer, everything involving it. We'll talk about the men's national team, the women's national team, all the unders, all the important competitions. And we do weekly, we're on a weekly basis. We'll sometimes do specials. We're planning to do a lot of fun things for the World Cup. So if you're not particularly big on Canadian soccer, please feel free to stick around and subscribe. We're going to do a lot of fun things building up to tournament in Qatar. To keep on top of that, you can subscribe and find us on Apple, Spotify, all the usual places. You can find us on Twitter at FC13 Canadian Podcast. Andre, where can they find you specifically? So you can find me at the Andre McRae or Andre McRae. That's generally my handle. Michael. And you can find me at McCall Me Michael on Twitter and Instagram. I have so far escaped. Um, what is Twitter so far? I only have an Instagram. My Instagram is PaulMcNulty96. This has been our Premier League preview episode. Can't wait to listen to it in May and see what we thought. Uh, if you've liked what you heard, feel free to stick around and we'll see you next time. FC13 Podcast is sponsored by Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino. They offer in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. And the Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds are hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Remember to use our code 13thmansports1, but please gamble responsibly. 19 plus, play responsibly. Available to persons in Ontario only. Subject to successful AGCO registration and execution of an operation agreement with iGambling Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling, or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.